This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, your hosts, Jerem Jordan and Jason Shepard. BYU Sports Nation is live your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is Monday, July 12th. Great to have you. He's back. I'm back. Uh, yeah, here we are. I forgot where to go. I uh, went to Studio C thinking that's where the show was. I was super confused. Forgot your earpiece, everything. I literally did forget my primary earpiece. Got a backup, though. It's all good. We, we, we get our earpieces randomly from a place in Wisconsin. They send you this goop. No one cares about this. I'll tell you anyway. They send you it comes this with the Milwaukee Bucks logo on it. We yeah, don't know why. Elijah Bryant sent it. It was cool. There's this goop. You like put it in your ear. Yeah, you mold. Sort of you mold. send them a mold. Yep, and then you've mailed them it, uh, it back, and then you get an earpiece, a custom earpiece. So which Pretty is cool, nice. right? Hey, uh, I, I'm Jerem. Hi. Uh, this is Jason Shepard, a man who likes his lip balm in a shotgun shell. Yeah, Tell I, us about that. I, uh, I am a big uh, lip balm guy. Are you really? Very much so. Ty Detmer is, too. Constantly has yes, it on Yes, I you. constantly have it, and, and it's to the point where... You have it on you now? I, I do have it on me. Let's see it. Let's, uh, let's go. Ha- what do you have Let's here? go. This is... Uh, what do I have? I have the uh, Banana Boat. That's you, gonna you make somebody. It's gonna make James. somebody in the control room laugh out loud so hard right now. <laughs> uh, the uh, but I'm I'm a sunscreen lip balm. It's got to have like at oh. least SPF 30. Even in the winter. Even in the winter. You're weird. Even in the winter. No, but the reason we're bringing it up is because obviously Tyler Batty last week, Austin Riggs becoming the NILs for BYU, getting yeah. the shotgun shell lip balm. Yeah, it's bomb shot. Bomb okay, shot. Listen, if you are running a business and you quickly do something with some of the athletes, we will bring it up. (laughs) It's free free advertising. We've already done it twice. Uh, Yeah, you got to pay for the second. But I did not have Tyler Batty and Austin Riggs as the first two guys getting something. That's cool, though. By the way. It's cool. Good for them. It's kind of fun. It's got a bear on it. Uh, It's got a shotgun show, you know? Double barrel protection against sunburn. You may have found your new... uh, I I may try. Are we? By the way, are we eligible for the NIL? You've been eligible for longer than I have, well, what and nothing's mean? happened with with us. <laughs> I can, I have wanted to throw out like products that I like just to say, "Hey, I'm available." <laughs> but like products that realistically could get you, like, "Hey, Siegel Book and Tape, what's up?" Okay, here's your show. off. Here's your show. <laughs> Use promo code Shep. <laughs> that will get you nothing. Siegel's In fact, like, they may add thirty percent if you do like, that. Gonna sue because they're like defamation. Uh, here's your show lineup: ESPN FPI adjustment. <laughs> Does it change season expectations for Cougar football? We'll tell you what it is. Oh, and hey, BYU and Utah. That number's pretty interesting. Mm. Uh, Notre Dame, BYU might happen? Question mark. Blaine Fowler weighs in. <laughs> what does PFF think of Jaron Hall? And how does a 1 a.m. flight to Charlotte after the BYU-Utah game sound to see Zach Wilson's debut? This and much more coming up, including today's headlines. BYU football jumping up to number 38 in ESPN's FPI, Football Power Index Rankings, uh, following ESPN's correction of their previous FPI model that they released back in April. Now, in April, the Cougars were ranked number 63, so at quite the increase from 63 to 38. ESPN's FPI favors BYU in 10 of the Cougars' 12 2021 matchups, including at home versus Utah. Love to see that. More on the FPI changes coming up in trending. I like to see a win more than I like to see a preseason projection, but it is nice to start. Okay, Pro Football Focus ranks Jaron Hall 49th among its projected quarterback starters. 
with a grade of 77. He went 31 of 46 for 420 yards, as well as 139 rushing yards, four total touchdowns. Back in 2019, and I tweeted this this morning, if he starts September 4th, I would say when he starts September 4th, it'll be 672 days since his last game. It's been a minute. And by the way, congratulations to he and his wife. Uh, they had their little baby, Jada. Yes. Very exciting. So, and, and Luckily, what, he's not dealing with anything in his life right now. Starting quarterback. It's not kid. like he has doesn't have a whole lot going on in his life already. So uh, congratulations Pretty to the Halls. Exists. Yeah, absolutely. Elijah Bryant and the Milwaukee Bucks taking Game 3 of the NBA Finals. 122-100 over the Phoenix Suns. Bryant did not play in Game 3. Suns still lead that series two games to one. Game 4, Wednesday night in Milwaukee. Algonquin for the Goodlands. It is. It is. Thank you, Pete. <laughs> in the Powder League, Yoli Childs had 33 points, 16 rebounds on Friday. Zach Selyus and Dalton Nixon also played, scoring 23 and 13 respectively. Mike Weir tied for second at the U.S. Senior Open. Weir finished four under par after a three under par 67 in the final round, which, by the way, tied for the best round that day. How about that? Nice showing. And there were uh, several Cougars involved in that, which is pretty fun. Some of which played golf at BYU, some of which did not, (laughs) which is pretty awesome. Former BYU men's volleyball player and coach Sean Patchell is the new head man at Long Island. He spent the last eight years at MPSFO Concordia Irvine after being let go in April. Congrats to Sean. Jackson Clough went two for four in the Fredericksburg Nationals 3-6 loss to the Kannapolis Cannonballers yesterday. Sorry, what? Exactly. Cannonballers? Cannonballers. Is that double A? Uh, That is double A. Yep, yep. The uh, Fredericksburg Nationals, double A of, obviously, the Washington Nationals. Clough and the Nationals take on the Lynchburg Hillcats tomorrow. The Hillcats. Okay. Michael Rucker, uh, I wish they were the house cats. That'd be better. Michael Rucker had a strikeout and one hit allowed with no runs in an inning for the AAA Iowa Cubs. Will we see Rucker with the Cubs at some point this year? I hope so. It's been, a, what, two or three years since a major leaguer uh, from Yes, BYU and happened. the Cubs are, unfortunately, just like my Cardinals, falling down the standings in the NL Central and in the Sorry, NL. Dave. So uh, it is a situation where they may have some call-ups, and who knows, maybe Michael Rucker is one of those. Okay, we'll see. Okay, all rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Sometimes you make mistakes, right, Jason? Even ESPN's Football Power Index uh, in April, uh, they tweeted, in April it it contained data and modeling errors. We have remedied the issues and are re-releasing FPI. As you mentioned, BYU football up from 7.3 wins to 8.1. So, and we'll break down game by game here in a minute. Does this mean it's 8-plus or bust for BYU football? I'm not ready to go there. If it were at 7 or bust, then I would say, yeah, you got to get to 7. Because here's the way way I look at it. Even with the changes, this doesn't change my outlook on what I thought was possible. 8 was what I was hoping for. 7 is what I thought was... BYU has to get to seven. That, that I thought was, was the most likely. Mm. So the minimum threshold oh. was seven. So eight is kind of what you're hoping for. If you get to eight, any, then I think at that point, then anything above eight is like icing on the cake. So, so seven or bust for you. So, so, for, so if it were seven or bust, mm. I would say yes. At eight, I, I, I don't think so. I, I still think if you can get to eight with this, that's still something that's really impressive with this schedule. So I'm not saying if you fall a, a game short – that that it's bust. I just can't go there yet. I was in this area until Blaine Fowler convinced me otherwise. If I looked at just generally seven power fives in Boise State, I would normally say seven. And I was saying seven until Blaine said, well, 
look at who BYU has, and we kind of walk through, especially on offense. And then in 10-10, and I've been digging into the opponents quite a bit. It's very manageable in terms of when BYU plays, who they play. So you look at seven power fives. There are four very winnable power fives on there, if not more, right? You look at an Arizona. That is a game that if BYU loses, I will be devastated. That is, you have to win that game. Arizona stinks. Okay, Utah is going to be a tough game. Arizona State is going to be a tough game. I'm looking at power fives only. Baylor. I don't know what to think of Baylor. Coming off two and seven. Well, BYU is not favored against them. They, ju- they just lost. Baylor went two and seven and just lost the starting quarterback. Okay, Why are they going to be good again? At Washington State. That's a winnable game. Virginia. That's a winnable game. Okay, USC. That's going to be a tough game. If BYU goes four and three against those power fives, and then you can go five and one against the other group of five and FCS team in Idaho State, you're talking about seven wins in the regular season, going for eight against a Conference USA opponent in the Independence Bowl. I think we all agree that BYU expects to win that bowl game regardless of who it is from the Conference USA. There's your eight wins, right? Can it be eight in the regular season? I really like uh, you know what BYU has back on offense specifically. Defense, there's some playmakers who have been a little unproven. Guys like Tyler Batty and Uriah Leatawa, who I think are going to have some really nice seasons. And the linebackers are super solid for BYU. The back end is going to be fun to kind of watch their development. It's, it's eight wins or bust for me. I think if you get seven total, it's disappointing. It really is. I want eight plus to be the program standard moving forward. I agree 100%. I, like, we've seen four, seven, and seven, and then a, a pandemic blown up schedule with an incredibly talented BYU team winning 11 and 1. It was awesome. It was an outlier in the conversation, given how good BYU was with who they had and who they played. I would hate to see BYU dip back into the sevens. I don't mind a seven occasionally, but you got to get me, give me a ten or eleven. Utah, when it first went to the Pac-12, had a couple of five and seven seasons. I think two in the first three it's years. It's growing pains. Everybody's going to go through it. Took a sec yep. to get there. For BYU, it took the fifth year in Kalani, the tenth year in Independence, and a pandemic uh, to get back to a season where we were like, "That's BYU football." So now I go with who BYU has come back. Yeah, I think it's A+. Plus. Let's go. Okay, but wh- here's, here's another factor in, into why I said what I said. Even though we feel like we have a pretty good idea, of, even with the production lost, what is coming back, what has been added, we still don't officially know who the quarterback is. I think we all assume that right now— I want to now, know, I'll tell you. Oh. It's Jared Hall. Let's go. Well, like I think, I think that's who I think that's who we yeah. all expect. If it's not Jaron, uh, yeah. Spencer will shave his head. How about that? I, I think we all expect it to be Jaron <laughs> Hall. But you know, at the end of the day, there's still so many unknowns that right now, you know, I, I reserve the right to once we get some more of these questions of answered, then then that gets that gets moved up to maybe eight. Maybe it is eight or bust. Absolutely, you. But can but right now there are info. so. Yeah. But right now there are still too many unknowns. For me to say that if you get seven wins, it's a bust. I just can't go there yet. Once we have some more answers to this, then maybe I'd look at seven differently. I think coming off of the season from last year, obviously you could expect less if you wanted, and that'd be fair given how well it went and who BYU's playing. But when you look closer to who BYU's playing, hey, I see eight wins there. I really do. And normally I'm, uh, people think I'm the negative one. I prefer to think of that as the realistic one, okay? If you live your That's life... what a negative person would say. If you, li- <laughs> nice. if you live your life never questioning anything and thinking everything's great, to me, you're naive, right? You've got to look at things. You can, you can be optimistic and realistic at the same time. You really can. 
I'm excited about this. Okay, let's break down. So Jason doesn't like this year's team. That's what we just learned. Okay. <laughs> That's not what I'm I said. Kidding. I'm just kidding. It's not what I said. Okay, when we look at uh, the game-to-game breakdown, okay, the ones that stick out, Arizona, 84% chance to win. Again, these are updated. Utah, 52.5. What do you make of that number? Um, look, this is the I, lo- chance to win. I love to see it. I'm surprised to see it because we're just not used to having people picking BYU to beat Utah because of what we've seen over the last nine, se- nine, nine seasons, nine games. Yes. So I, I, I am surprised. I love to see it. And I like the fact that BYU is getting credit for not just what they did last year and kind of getting back on people's radar, but I think people are starting to realize that, yes, they lost a lot of production, but that there's some guys coming back that BYU could still do some very, very good things. So I'm surprised to see it. Not that I don't think it's possible. I just I don't know if I expected to see somebody saying it. Yeah, and the opposite's happening with Utah where they didn't have a good season. They played, what, four or five games, and you know Cam Rising gets hurt 17 snaps or something into the game uh, in the season opener. So... Yeah, it's whatever. It's a coin test. Okay, whatever. Yeah, yeah! Moral victory, whatever. Uh, Arizona State, 54.5. I'm a little surprised that that's higher. There are people who think Arizona State's better than Utah, that Jaden Daniels and that group is going to be Pac-12 champs. I have, I'm a little surprised by that one. I thought BYU would be in the 45-ish percent. Rate. The more I have looked at Arizona State, the more I, I'm okay with this. I, because this game is at home, I certainly believe BYU has, has a great chance here, yeah. and I would expect them to win. I think they will win. Arizona State is much better than I gave them credit for a couple of months ago. The more I've looked into them. They're good. This is a, just this, how good. This is a team. This is the best Arizona State team that they have had to put in the Pac-12 in a long time. Since... Jake Plummer. Yeah, I don't <laughs> so, know. So I think this is their best chance. And we actually, you and uh, Spencer were gone, and it was Blaine and I, and we had yeah. their Welcome. associate head coach. Sean yeah. And, and we, he, he, he agreed. He says, yes, I think, it's the, I think it is our best chance to win the Pac-12 South. I wish you would be like, nah, we're not going to win it, whatever. Uh, okay, Boise State, 79%. Uh, Washington State, 65 Virginia, 62 I don't uh, know. They have Hank Bachmeyer back. <laughs> Boise State. Uh at USC, 31. So at Baylor, 42. That one's weird to me. That one's weird to me. Okay, our question of the day. Is it eight-plus wins or bust for BYU football this season? Let's hear from you in Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. Weigh in on the Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can weigh in on TikTok as well. We won't see it. Karen Taylor Babis on Facebook. Eight wins would make it a great season after losing so many stars. But it's not a bust for winning less if they play good, strong football and come up a little short against first-rate teams. I would argue there's only two first-rate teams on the schedule, Utah and USA. I think we could win every game if everyone's healthy and at their best, but missing a bowl bid or playing sloppy and below potential is the only bust. Yes, I think we all agree that 6-6 six and six in the regular season would be a bust. Yes. Uh, but yeah, it gets to 7.5 is sort of where we're at, right? You pick... Yeah, which, side of, that yes, you want which side of the coin you're going to fall on. Yes, and we're not talking – and I'm including the bowl game. Normally I don't, but because we know it's Independence Bowl and Conference USA, I'm like, well, BYU should be favored and hopefully win that game. Right? Okay, continue to weigh in on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All right, coming up, are you going on the Wilson retreat? Are you asking me or the audience? Uh, both. Okay, we'll uh, answer that later. And Blaine Fowler, maybe he'll hop on that plane after the BYU-Utah game. He's flying it. Eight wins or bust? Jaron Hall? 
Much to discuss with Lynn. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store. Official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. The newest Deep Blue podcast is out featuring Lee Kamar. Does he still play basketball? How he came to Provo in the first place, his European career, and coaching with both the men's and women's BYU basketball teams. Listen on the BYU Radio app or where podcasts are found. Fun conversation with uh, Lizzie's Lawn Care. He wants to start a lawn care company at some point. At least he did a while ago. So, yeah, fun conversation there. We are live in studio. You can mow my lawn if you'd like. Lee Kamard out, just just six seven guy mowing your lawn. You're like, is that <laughs> like, the, like why is Lee Kamard mowing your lawn? He wanted to. It's Lizzie's Lawn Service. Let's go. We're live in Studio B. This is your day to day BYU Sports play by play. It's July, baby. We got a lot to discuss though right now. Let's bring in Blaine Fowler and talk about it. Blaine, a couple weeks ago, uh, well, actually, let's lead with this. Hey, uh, Gavin gets married over the weekend. Congrats to you guys. Uh, he's in Hawaii now oh, on his honeymoon, awesome. so his his life's better than ours right now. Yeah, he's over in Hawaii while we're all working. So, but exactly. uh, no, it, it was it was a phenomenal weekend with with Gavin and Abby. And uh, um, now you know now now he can just focus on football when he gets back and not worry about things. And you know he was recruiting like full time, twenty four seven recruiting Abby. And now he's got now she's signed and she's in the program. <laughs> now. now now, now you can just go back to work. You know. Wait, so. are, are you and Brendan now like all kids married and out of the house now? Right. Yep, that's it. That's the last one. So congratulations! Wow. And, 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 here, and here's so we we had quite the weekend, you guys. So uh, Gavin gets married on Friday. We send him off. Then on Sunday, since all the kids were in town, they said, "Hey, we'll all come to church with you." And I'm up. I'm up on campus for church. So they all came. And right after church. After the first hour, my daughter-in-law, who's married to Kellen, that started for two years of free safety at BYU, um, she came up and said, yeah, I've kind of been in labor all through sacrament meeting. And we go, kind of, what do you mean? She says, well, my contractions have been like two to three minutes apart. And we go, get out of here. Like, get in the car. No, literally, get out of hospital. here. Yeah. <laughs> Are you kidding me? And so we took the girls, and they got in the car. Drove to the hospital within 25 minutes of pulling up to the curb. We had our 11th franchise. <laughs> oh my goodness! Wow. Yeah. Go fast, go 25 hard. minutes from pulling in. Kellen drove 95 miles an hour to the hospital. 25 minutes from the minute they pulled him, he says, "We made it." They, they, we got another text saying, "Well, we got a little baby boy, Tanner Thomas Fowler, is is in the bed." So, so wow. you guys, we had, we had quite the week, quite That's the weekend, all time weekend what? for the Fowlers. What yeah, we had quite the weekend. Oh man, yeah, it was fun. That's crazy. Okay, transition out of that. That's, I, I have we're, no we're, idea how you it's transition. It's all coming down. We're descending. Buckle up. We're coming back into Salt Lake here. Okay, so <laughs> a few weeks ago we chatted, and Spencer and I were talking, and I was like, you know, it's seven wins. It's kind of the expectation. Hopefully, eight plus. You convinced me literally in five minutes that hey, it should be eight plus, and we talked about it in what's trending there. We're talking about eight plus or bust now. Feels like you're on the eight train based on what you said before, and ESPN FBI is projecting eight point one wins. So they're feeling the same thing you are. It sounds like. Yeah, I've I've felt looking at what's coming back, and and I think BYU's deeper at some positions than people understand. Um, you know, everybody looks at the superstars that you lose and think that 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 position group automatically is going to have a big step backward. I think corners the perfect example of this. So. So they lose a high draft pick in, in Wilcox, 
and or not high draft pick, but a draft pick. Any guy drafted in the secondary in the NFL is re- ridiculous athlete, right? So he gets drafted, and they think, well, they can't be as good at corner. I would submit with all the guys that have played there, the guys that they've recruited that are crazy athletes that have been getting playing time over the last couple of years, that that's as veteran and talented a group at corner as they've had since 96 when they had Omar Morgan and Tim McTire at, at corner. Yet when I look at national publications, they talk about their concern about corner. So we get a little bit more insider information. And I think some of the position groups, there's legit concern. Like, is the D-line going to be deep enough? I don't know the answer to that. But everybody's been questioning O-line and corner. And I'm here to tell you that those two positions are really, really good. And that's why I'm optimistic that eight plus is, is, a, is a legitimate goal for these guys. And I, I look at it on a sliding scale, you guys. And so if everyone stays healthy 100%, then nine wins doesn't surprise me. So I just mentioned that 96 team. I think the 11 guys that started on defense that year started all year long. Like they just didn't have injuries. It was a phenomenal lights out defense, right? Um, So if this team stays healthy, then my expectations is the plus part of the eight plus, right? Um, If they just lose a few guys at positions where they have depth, then I think eight is realistic. If they lose a couple of players at really key positions where they don't have depth, then all of a sudden my scale slides back to seven. I don't feel like they should drop below seven anymore because I feel like the recruiting now with Kalani has caught up where they have good players in every class and they should be able to manage. Let's say just a devastating year of injuries. So mine's a sliding scale. They stay healthy. I think the plus side of eight is what I'm looking at. If they, if they have a typical injury year, eight's a legitimate. And if they have a devastating year, then six or seven. And that's how I look at it. All right, Blaine, let's stay with the number eight. Then let's go here in the past. And, you know, under Bronco, under Lavelle, eight wins. I mean, that was a given every year. You were counting on eight wins at least with BYU football. Now, obviously, that was under a completely different scheduling model than what we've seen, you know, as an independent and for certainly the last half of independence. So are we and by that? I mean, the program is the program back to the point where eight wins is the mark you expect to see every year in terms of a win total? As long as they stay healthy, I think it is. Because look, I'm, I'm saying eight plus with this schedule. This is this is the most aggressive schedule with seven P5s that they've ever had, right? I mean, hey, no, no disrespect to any of my teammates, but we didn't play this kind of schedule. Um, I mean, we played games where I'm the backup quarterback, and Mike Holmgren saying to me, dude, you need to be ready because you're gonna, probably going to play three quarters this week. So <laughs> you, 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 look, you look at that schedule that, that's up there right now, and how many games do you see where you're going to go to the backup quarterback and tell him you're going to play three quarters of the game? I, I had that conversation multiple times in my years, right? And so, so it's just a different challenge than, than we had back in the late 70s and early 80s. And even, even – you know, I look at that 96 team, maybe as talented a team as BYU's ever had in 96, and, and that was a team that, that didn't have to face the kind of schedule BYU is. But even with that, um, I'm saying eight is a watermark that we should look at in reload years. And then when you get all things lined up and have a special season, um, like perhaps my feeling is they go eight plus this year, you look, there's not a ton of seniors on this year's squad. Right. And so it's it's a it's a class or it's a group that's heavily loaded with juniors and sophomores. Right. 
So next season, if you come out of this season with some momentum, let's say they go win nine games um, and have a great performance in a bowl. They carry momentum. Now, all of a sudden, I may come back to you next year and say 10's the watermark for next year's team. And, and that's what you do. You build season to season. And I think they're in that mode right now. So that's, that's a long, long answer, Shep. But yeah, eight's the watermark for me at this point. Okay, let's look at 2022 then. Since, since BYU <laughs> is going to bring back a ton of guys, there's four Power Fives on the schedule. Here it is. At USF, Baylor at home, at Oregon, that's the toughest game of the season, Wyoming, Utah State, Arkansas, all at home, SEC at home's rare, at Liberty, at Boise State, Dixie, excuse me, Utah Tech, Utah Tech, um, right. and then at Stanford, and then TBD on when East Carolina is, and then there's going to be one more game added. Not FCS, it'll be something yeah. else. That is a doable schedule to what you said, if BYU gets eight or nine, to feel like, hey, for the first time in a regular season as an independent, outside of 2011, which was a pretty easy schedule, honestly, hey, BYU can right. actually finish top 25 again in a non-pandemic situation. Yeah, I agree. This is, I say this is a reload year because I think BYU is a program uh, that has enough tradition and enough recruiting cachet that, that they should never have a complete rebuild anymore, right? And so this, this is a reloading year. And if you can win eight games, nine games in a reloading year when you're replacing your starting quarterback, um, then that leads to good things. Um, and, and sometimes you have a special year in what should be a reload year. Everybody thought 84 was a reload year because we just lost Steve Young, who, I mean, if you go by pro careers, the greatest quarterback that's ever played at BYU, right? Um, college career, we, we could argue back and forth about a bunch of stuff, but that's a phenomenal player to lose, right? And people talk about, well, you just lost Zach Wilson. Well, had Steve Young not signed in the USFL, he would have been the overall number one pick in the NFL draft. So it's comparable. And, and Robbie Bosco steps in there um, – and does a great job, but Robbie didn't have to carry that team in 84. The defense was so unbelievably good with that linebacking core, you know, with Marv Allen and Kerry Whittingham and Leon White and Kurt Govea, like all NFL caliber guys, and, and a great secondary led by Kyle Morrell. That defense won a bunch of games in 84. The offense had a lot of good skills and a great veteran offensive line. And so the brand-new quarterback didn't matter in 84. What was supposed to be a reload year – was a very special year. And so we'll see what happens because I think like that 84 team, this team's loaded at linebacker. Um, I think they're loaded at corner. That Maybe the best receiving core in, in terms of pure talent and size BYU's ever had, especially Ooh. if you include the tight ends. And so, so all of a sudden you're looking going, does the quarterback have to be great or just manage games? Does this turn into a special season? Well, I think we're going to know in the first – Three weeks, right? We'll know if it's special in the first three weeks. So I'm not, I'm not counting out that this can't be um, a special, special season if the whoever ends up being the quarterback takes care of the ball. Um, but this is a reload year, not not a rebuild year. It's a reload. It's a reload on a really heavy schedule. And then next year to me is, hey, not reload. This is loaded and ready to go. And that schedule is very conducive to a double-digit win total in regular season when you had a starting quarterback returning and a bunch of other guys. All right, Blaine, let's wrap things up with this question. There was a report uh, out of Vanquish the Foe alleging that BYU has approached Notre Dame about a game in Vegas in 2022. If 
that were to happen. Uh, are you good with that, knowing that uh, Notre Dame still owes BYU a home game? Would that suffice you in terms of, uh, of that obligation? I would be happy with that, yeah, because I know that Vegas is a home game for BYU, even if they're playing a team from Vegas, right? It's, it's just <laughs> BYU's very comfortable in Las Vegas um, with a great fan base that, that resides right there. And then what happens is, BYU with their huge fan base in SoCal, those folks hop in their car and drive up, and then Utah migrates down. And so Notre Dame might think that that's a neutral site game. I'm telling you right now, that's not a neutral site game. The Arizona game this year is a home game for BYU down in Vegas. And that that, that Notre Dame game the next year, if it comes to fruition, absolutely a home game for BYU. So take that all day long. And I'm just glad that there's conversations – there were a number of years, my, my insider folks in administration, where, where Notre Dame w- wasn't even having a conversation with us about when we're going to play that game that they owe us. And, and we know now that those conversations are happening and that that's a very good possibility. I would love to see that be the game that's added. And I have no problem with it being in Vegas instead of Provo. Instead of Provo. Yeah, that would be a ton of fun. And we'll talk more about that matchup potentially coming up later in the program. Blaine, we appreciate the time, man. Best of luck and congrats on a wedding and a new grandchild. <laughs> Thank you very much. Great weekend at the Fowler House. Absolutely. That's Blaine Fowler joining BYU Sports Nation. All right. Uh, we just talked about it. Coming up, rumors of BYU versus Notre Dame in Vegas. Are you buying it? Let's go. And are you participating in the Wilson weekend? We'll tell you about it coming up. This is BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Visible Supply Chain Management. Oh, many touchdowns coming up for Isaac Rex this year. Do you know his unofficial nickname? Oh, I do, and I'm, I'm blanking from, from on Jeff Hansen. I, 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 the I elk. Know, yeah. I don't yes. know the reason. I heard you guys talking about it. Yes. I like I it. I could not remember. I like it. I don't even know why I like it. He is Jason. I am Jerem. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around, presented by Visible Supply Chain Management. Let's whip it. Tackling America's most challenging shipping problems. Pro Football Focus, one of our favorites, oh, yeah. has Jaron Hall as the 49th best projected starting quarterback this season. Should whoever the BYU quarterback, it, whoever that is, should they be higher than number 49? Uh, no. Right now, no. Uh, none of these quarterbacks have proven much. Uh, two of them have played a couple of games, uh, and Jacob Conover hasn't played. So, no. I don't think they should. I would expect... Uh, look, I... I don't pretend to know all of every stat of everybody that's ranked ahead of them. Yeah, tell me App State's <laughs> situation. But I, I, I've got to be honest with you. When I saw 49, for some reason in my mind, I expected like mid-30s or maybe high to mid-30s is kind of what I expected. So I, I did expect it to be a little bit higher. Again, I have nothing to base that on other than my first thought was, hmm, I would have thought it was higher. The poet Scott Stapp once said, can you take me higher? And we will see if Jaron Hall gets Wow. Yeah. And he hits double plays. Yes, that's right. Inside joke. Big Game Boomer. Any content Big Game Boomer mentions that has BYU. It's making the show. Has BYU as the 20th most hated college football team on Twitter. Is that a bad thing? No, it's not. People know who you are. And let's Unlike be honest. Big Game Boomer. <laughs> people know. The only people who know is if you watch this show because we reference. We are. That person so much. Boomer should be paying us. Jeez. Look, based off of everything we see on social media, 
Wouldn't you expect it to be higher than 20th? Well, we're pretty jaded fan base, let's be honest. <laughs> he has the number one hated fan base, UCF. That, that, that's like, not... That's, see, that Texas, right there lets you know that... To me, it's just, Alabama. That's the most hated uh, team in college football. Or, because of the success. Or USC. I think there's something that... Or USC's Michigan. not a threat. Or, no. Michigan's not a threat. But hated. The Ohio State, you the would Ohio think. The Ohio State, perhaps. When but you, I mean, like, the yes, when, when you see UCF... As the number one, that just... I don't think hate in that moment. It, it takes the legitimacy of Big now, Game Boomer away. Now, when I see Coastal Carolina and Utah, I have certain feelings that come up. But yeah, all good. <laughs> all right. Women's soccer released their non-conference schedule last week. Oh, man. Some really impressive teams. Speaking of the Ohio State University. Yep. Coming to Provo. Yeah. Maybe. Missouri also on this. Look at this. Yes. Let's talk about it. At Auburn, USC, at... Arkansas, home against Marquette. You're at Utah. You have Missouri coming here. Don't you have the mighty Idaho State Idaho Bengals. State, baby. Utah State here. Okay, so against their non-conference schedule, just focus on the non-con. Yep. Who gets more wins? Women's soccer yeah. or BYU football? And all of football's games are non-conference, of course. Uh, 12. So I go equal. I think 8-2 yes. and, and two for the ladies. And then 8 wins. Yes, four I five. agree. It's a push. Oh, I wow. think it's the Look same. At you. Yeah. Look at you. Okay, uh, get your flight and hotel package now for the Wilson weekend. You can watch the Cougars play Utah on September 11th, then fly out of Salt Lake to, see Char- uh, to Charlotte to see the Panthers host Zach Wilson and the Jets in his first NFL game. You going? Look, there are only two things keeping me from doing this. Number one is finances. <laughs> Come on, man! <laughs> Number two is the fact that my job would not allow me to do that. Why not? Because we got, we got we got stuff on Saturday. Post game. Yeah, we got post game. What if you're doing soccer and you can make it? Okay, what it really boils down to is back to one. Thank you, Brian McKnight. Mm-hmm. Uh, finances. Oh, okay. I'm going to assume this is not a cheap trip. TMI. Well, yeah, it does include tickets. Okay, here's my main issue. Like, it's a fun idea because there's not a flight out of Salt Lake to Charlotte to also go to the BYU Utah game. And go. So it's it's 700 bucks. I think they've even lowered it to 600 actually. No tickets. It gets you flight, basically time in a hotel to take yeah, a but nap. See, Zach can just comp everybody that's going, right? $50 million man, right? Or 35 guaranteed or whatever. Okay. Um, I Here's my issue. The flight leaves out of Salt Lake at 1. Let's talk about the logistics of that. So you're, you're at, on the red the eye. The game's going to start at 8.20 or 26. Yeah. The Utah game. The BYU-Utah You Utah think game. that's going to end at 11? Like, you you need 60 minutes minimum. There's no chance. You, you need 90 from Provo to You're being on that forced to least. leave that game. And what yes. we're hoping is yes. that they, they have to leave at 2 or 3 a.m. Yes. I'm sorry. You guys have to leave later. You do. Because, what? okay, uh, 8.26. Let's say it goes three hours. goes to 11.26. Yes. You're jumping in traffic at a BYU-Utah. There's no, there's no chance. With 90 minutes to get to the plane. Even if it is the quickest game in BYU football history, there is no chance you were making a 1 a.m. flight. I did go to a Mariners game last Thursday that was two hours and 37 minutes, by the way. That's impressive. And it took me about as long to get past Tacoma. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> it was insane. All right, Yoli Childs. We could just call him Yoli because I don't think there's like Yoli, you know, Bro- Stevenson. Brother Childs. Yes, you say Yoli, Yoli people. Johnson. Yoli, you know who we're talking about. He's tearing up the Powder League. Okay. Uh, what does that mean? And by the way, his, his last game, 33 points. I, 
He should 12 be, boards. He should be tearing up better. Yeah. You're least tremendous player. He's a G League player, right? Um, your boy Zach Segas scored 23 in a game. Yeah. He's getting buckets. He's a pro player, too. Hunter Erickson had a, had a decent showing. Hunter Erickson had a nice game. Yes, I had 27. How about that? So, yeah, uh, I make nothing of it. I expect Yoli to be fantastic. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, this this is what we expect. Why is it from- called the Powder League? When you say Powder League, I expect, like, so it's easy? What do you mean? I, I don't know why it's called the Powder League. Honestly, the first thing I think of I when I hear Powder opinion. League is the movie Powder. I don't know the movie Powder. Tell me about it. I, I don't know anything other than the guy was just, like... Like, Are you wearing like, powder right now? I don't know if he was albino. I don't know, but that's what the movie. That's what I think of when I hear about powder. I, its name is. It's called Powder. I don't Fair. know anything about it beyond that. IMDb. I'm looking it up later. Don't. Tonight, former BYU quarterback Jake Heaps will be a contestant on American Ninja Warrior. On a scale of Jake Heaps to Jimmer Fredette, how will he do? I expect Jake Heaps to do quite well. Ooh, like finish and compete with a good. Time. Yeah, I expect him to. Yeah, I fin- finishing is enough. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There's no question. I think he'll finish. Yeah. yeah. Look, I, I expect him to do well. In fact. There's a chance. Wait, are you are you leaning? Are you I, there, something? There is a chance that we may talk with him this week. No, it's happening tomorrow, I think. Right? Oh, I didn't want to like be definitive. Oh, just Wednesday. In case Wednesday. I was trying I don't to, even know it did. in case it didn't happen, then. Hey, hey, you ready for the worst news of all time? It may or may not happen. <laughs> I hate those. It's supposed to happen Wednesday. Yeah, I expect him to do fine. Yeah finish and then we'll see. I don't expect him to win and go through or anything. Honestly, I don't even know how it works. Look, to go but from, I expect him to finish. How many people can say they go from, from BYU quarterback to, to being Kansas, a ninja? To Miami no. to being a ninja. Like you start as a BYU quarterback, that, you end as a ninja? <laughs> that reminds me of The Onion. <laughs> We're talking about the ninja parade each year, <laughs> and now no one's actually seen it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just think it's pretty cool. I think it's pretty it cool. It is cool. It's very cool. Yeah. All right. Uh, and for the first time, I will watch uh, the Ninja Warrior. I think Kate Hansen was on it. Yeah. Once. Yeah. I, I've, no, I've never watched it. All right. This just in from Rocco Miller. Uh, he is a college hoops reporter and bracketologist. He's reporting San Diego State will play BYU in Provo as a non-conference game coming up on November 12th. We are talking, obviously, about BYU basketball. So without knowing the whole schedule, do you expect the Aztecs in Provo to be the second-best home game for BYU? Probably. I think that's a very nice home-and-home home situation. Last year, obviously. Always good matchups between those two I teams. love that one. In hoops, that's the that's the Boise State football equivalent. Yeah, agreed. To me. Great analogy. I want San love Diego it. State every year on the schedule in hoops. So, yeah, November 12th, by the way, would be Friday of the opening week of games. Tuesday, November 9th is the start of the college basketball season. And no football games that weekend. And it's a bye it's week. bye week. So that's very fun. I love that setup. Okay, what's coming up? All right, coming up, our rise and shout-outs. And rumors, as mentioned, of Notre Dame and BYU in Vegas. Are you in? Are you okay with that? Or do you want the home game? We'll chat about it. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Listen to BYU Sports Nation. Hey, that's this show. On demand by downloading the podcast. All you need to do is Google BYU Sports Nation podcast. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Welcome back to the program. Jerem Jordan and Jason Shepard. Great to have you on July 12th. We are three weeks away from fall camp. Let's go. Uh, Great to have you. So BYU and Notre Dame in Las Vegas, Jason. Rumored that BYU has reached out to Notre Dame about playing a game in Vegas. Um, You know. Next year. In right? 2022. 22. Um, 
Tom Homo is on the program on Media Day, and I asked him about Notre Dame. What's the situation? There's been some really good discussions with Notre Dame. Years past, it has been crickets on the set. <laughs> but I would say that there are good discussions. I think we're getting close to being able to put together a game that would benefit both of our schools. Okay, so there's some smoke here, right, from that conversation with Tom, from the horse's mouth, and then, of course, uh, BTF uh, reporting that. Is that good enough? Because Notre Dame owes BYU a home game. Would you settle for neutral site with Notre Dame in Vegas? Is it good enough? Yeah, it's good enough if the alternative is they never play Notre Dame. You know what I mean? Notre Dame never fulfills that. It's either you play us in Vegas or wherever on a neutral site you know, situation or – we're just, you know, we'll give you some money to go away, which is essentially what happens. Is teams will just buy out that the rest of that contract. So, if, if is it good enough? Yeah, but the original contract had Notre Dame coming to Provo. BYU was going to go to Notre Dame two for one. Two for one. Yep. BYU has already fulfilled their end of that. So, yeah, I mean, I would like to see Notre Dame come to Provo and play. I think everybody would. Mm-hmm. But if again, if it boils down to not getting to play Notre Dame or a neutral site, then yeah, it's good enough if it's a neutral site. What evidence do we have that Notre Dame will actually play a game in Provo? We have zero. zero. We have zero. And, they- and quite frankly, if it hasn't happened now, I, by now, I, I just don't see it happening. BYU's going to have been a good partner by waiting. BYU could have really pressed the issue and then just got the money at some point, it feels like. But I love this. Is it good enough? It's more than good enough. I think it's great. Honestly, if you can get a game with Notre Dame, they fill the end of that contract, you're playing in Allegiant Stadium again. Like Blaine Fowler said, this is going to be home game-ish, although Notre Dame does travel really well. I don't want to yeah, underestimate like what Notre Dame does. Yeah, I think we're but underestimating what, I think, what the fan base for Notre Dame. I think it'd actually be a road game against Notre Dame, but it'd be really fun. I think that's great. I think everyone that goes and watches the BYU-Arizona game is going to fall in love with the idea of playing more games in Allegiant Stadium. I think it's going to be an incredible experience, and win or lose playing Notre Dame is always, uh, is always a good experience. I'd, like obviously Notre Dame is the independent standard, sure. and there's sort of this connection there through that. You know, BYU is the Notre Dame of the way. No, they're not. BYU's not. Like, but but there are things that BYU is trying to do to assimilate something similar to Notre Dame. Notre Dame actually visited this building to try and talk about what BYU TV does. So there's a connection there between these two schools in some way. I would love to see it play out in a neutral site game in Vegas. I just think that'd be really fun. And if you think that's fun. Listen to this banter between your boy, Brady Papinga, former BYU linebacker and defensive lineman, played in the NFL, of course. Always very opinionated. Love Brady. And one Brady Quinn, a former quarterback. A couple of Bradys. A couple of Bradys just hanging out. Brady Papinga. To all Cougar Nation hoping to see a match of BYU-Notre Dame at Lavelle Edwards Stadium, I would like to apologize on behalf of the 2004 BYU football team that absolutely kicked the living crap out of Notre Dame when they came into LES. They have PTSD from this game. Brady Quinn, I guess by BYU football standards, a three-point victory is kicking the crap out of a team. Full disclosure, we primarily prepared for Michigan. (laughs) I didn't do enough to help us win in 2004. 2005, though, LLL was fun. Should have been seven or eight touchdowns if Charlie Weiss didn't pull us. Brady Papinga, 
The fact that you responded to that tweet tells a different story, bud. They know each other. Yes, and they it's actually. Playful. Yes, it's very playful. Remember, you only got within three points because your defense scored seven for you late in the game. <laughs> After that first quarter, you never felt the game was in the balance. And yeah, we were overly focused on Stanford too. <laughs> Brady says, and yeah, we actually beat that Michigan football team that next week. How'd that Stanford game go for you? You already lost to Stanford later. Yeah, that's some fun banter back and forth. It is. Uh, look, and <laughs> how great would it be to be able to have those kinds of uh, back yes. and forths with another BYU versus Notre Dame matchup? Uh, let's yes, and man, this would and because it would have been a, a home game for BYU in this place, I would hope that this would be an ESPN game as opposed to say an NBC game. Can I mean, we just play it in Provo and call it neutral site? <laughs> It's like, technically, it's neutral site. This is, yeah, let's just play it in Salt Lake. How about that? Can we play it at Rio Tinto? There's not enough people. You're right. No, let's, let's play it in... Uh, yeah, Vegas is obviously a great choice for this. I, I'll be surprised if this doesn't happen. I just think this makes... It makes a lot sense. of sense. It, it makes Honestly, it makes too much sense on, to not happen. Both need a game yes. in 2022, although Notre Dame typically plays seven, eight home games. So they would only play six in this situation. So that's one sacrifice Notre Dame has to perhaps do. But a game like this scheduled for next year would actually be shocking. Here's why. Everything we see scheduled is like late to, uh, 20s or early 30s, not next year. So that would be awesome. That would be awesome. And we've talked about, hey, 22 feels manageable. You throw Notre Dame on there, all of a sudden I'm going, well, probably nine at the peak. Because that's going to be a tough game. If BYU wins that, fantastic. Great win, no matter what Notre Dame is. Which is funny, because I've I've talked about this before. When BYU has a great win, I feel like we need to go back and be like, was that team good? In 94, when BYU wins at Notre Dame, that's one of the top wins in program history. We talk about this a lot. It is. I'm not saying it's not. I'm just saying, eh, Notre Dame was was 6-5. That was a game that was winnable. If the other team is a 10-plus win team that's a Power 5 team, BYU's not going to win that game 95% of the time. When they do, it's unbelievable. So you better hope that, you know, in a game like Notre Dame, that that team is not a playoff contender like they have been in the last couple of years. Yet, yet, Cody Hoffman's still open, right, (laughs) against an undefeated team that goes and gets blasted against Alabama. So BYU can hang for sure and has won a couple times, 94, 04. Maybe 2024 is the better year? Beyond, beyond the Notre Dame aspect of this, it goes back to something that you said, and I agree. I, I love the idea of more and more games, and I think we will see more and more games, neutral site games being played in Vegas yes. at Allegiant State. Th- that is but a perfect tie-in for years. BYU. Oh, I, Maybe three? I, I, Just, honestly, I think you could get into rhythm of every other year you're playing something. If I'm Tom, I'm, I'm, t- I'm asking ESPN, hey, you guys hook us up with great uh, neutral sites. Get us to... Allegiant more often than not. Yeah, get us in there. Let's that go. makes that makes way too much sense yeah. for it to to not happen. All right, coming up, our elite voice of the day and today's rise and shoutouts. Who gets them? This is BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. What a great catch from Lopini Katoa in the Boca Raton Bowl. That was my that was my Twitter banner photo for a while. So good. It was great. So good. That catch was also good by other things. Yep. BYU Sports Nation is always on demand and available via the free BYU TV and BYU Radio apps. You can also download the podcast. Just Google BYU Sports Nation Podcast while you're there. Subscribe, rate, and review. Our question of the day, is it A-plus wins or bust for BYU football this season? Jim Roberts on Twitter. 
To quote Dr. Terrence Bay from The Mummy, let me think. Yes! Wow. Now, now, wait, now, now, I'm assuming that's the OG mummy, not the new the one. The one with the Brendan Fraser? Yes, that's hilarious and fantastic. Yeah, I, that's is, one of my So is, is, he, is that Brendan's character? Or I was don't that, exactly Or remember. was that the, the British doctor that was with him? What, Taylor Osler? Producer in my ear, what would you say? It's not. It's not Brendan it's not Fraser. not Brendan Somebody Fraser. Is. Okay. At Swoosh Life 59 on Instagram. A big yes. We need a lease date. Got to keep the momentum going. I believe in my kooks more than Dwight Schrute believes in Dunder Mifflin. That's quite the faith. That's, that's pretty good. Which my what does sis- Moe's think about it? That's my question. <laughs> what does Cousin Moe's think? My, my, well, you know, that's the creator of the show, right? Really? Yes. And also the, the creator, creator of, of The Good Place. Are you or, serious? Excuse me, not that- of that show, of The Good Place. That's and darn Parks amazing. And, Parks and Parks and Rec. Get out of here. Yes, most. Cousin Moe's. Cousin Moe's is the man. Cousin Moseman, I was saying my sister-in-law had her birthday yesterday, and I wanted to do Dwight Schrute and just put up a sign that said, it is your birthday. <laughs> what is this? Very nice. In response to our uh, question, the elite voice of the day is presented by Sundance Mountain Resort. Nate Crawley on Instagram. Depends on who win, who the wins are against. If we somehow beat Arizona State, Baylor, the Utes, with a Y, always fun, in the eight wins, but lose to South Florida, Georgia Southern, Wazoo. Okay. Then it's still a BYU bust. is not losing to Georgia Southern. Can we just stop? Triple option, man. I Can we just know. stop? Is stop. It, Can is we stop? Is showing up? Look, I, I get last it. Last time they went to Georgia. Can we please, Nate? Can we stop? Well, we're going to stop in about a minute because that's what we have left in the show. Today's Rise and Shoutouts are presented by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. Who gets it? Uh, I'm going to give mine to uh, BYU baseball players. Grad transfer last year, Freddie Achikar. He just signed a pro career with the Billings Mustangs of the Pioneer League. Got to talk with him yesterday about it. Very excited for That's him. Awesome. So congratulations to Freddie Achikar. That's an actual mascot that matches the town. Yes. Okay? They don't, like the Orem Owls. I was like, I've never seen an owl around here. Like, what was that? But it's two Zs, so it fits in Utah. And the stars with two Zs. The buzz, yeah. the jazz. Uh, I'll give one to Jake Keeps. He's already done it. It's recorded, right? It's not live, I assume. Jake keeps on. No, it's happened H-Y. already, I believe. So we oh, can, yeah. fi- we can just knows. call him right now Let's and ask how it went. Find out. Can you just save me the hour? Did you win it or what happened? Our right, thanks to today's guest, Blaine Fowler. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Always please use the hashtag BYUSN. Florida Dennis Pitta ran out of time. For Jason, I am Jeremy. Shout out to Amanda Gott. See you tomorrow for more BYUSN. Go Cougs.